Welcome back, everyone, to episode 80 of the Popcorn Podcast. I am Tommy Cresta, alongside me, my co-host, Ryan Ferran. And today, we're here to talk about Skinamarink and The Last of Us Episode 2, Infected. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It is called Infected. Yeah, Infected. This is the final episode of our fourth season, which seemed really long. Yeah. Do you know why it's called Infected? Because it's about a bunch of infected people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just letting you know. It's just the whole show. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, how was your how was your week been so far? It's only Tuesday, but um, how was your weekend? I guess I did nothing. It was fantastic. It was great. It's funny when you're a kid, you want to do stuff on the weekends. When you grow up a little bit, it's just nothing better than just chilling out. Finally, get some rest. Yeah, it was great. I got to watch the Giants get absolutely fucking spanked. They did get spanked. Yeah, I watched the first drive, and then I uh, started watching House of the Dragon again. <laughs> No, I was I was holding off on the F word because on YouTube we can't curse until the thirty second mark. Mm-hmm. You just did though. No, that was fifty one seconds. Oh, okay. I was checking. nice, nice, yeah. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, it was. I had a pretty good weekend. Um, got to drink a little bit. We got to go watch some Eagles. The Last of Us came out, of course. We saw a couple movies in these last couple, like the last since the last episode. Yeah. We saw. Well, I saw. We saw Skin and Rank and Puss in Boots. Reviewing Skin and Rank in this episode, Puss and Boots in the next one. Then I saw Plane today. You did see Plane. I did, because I had no classes today. And you said you'd let me know how it was. Yeah, I did. I wanted to wait till the podcast okay. actually give it a okay. little. So, if Gerard Butler was in it, it probably would have been like a very minuscule me. Like, I don't think anyone saw it. Mm-hmm. First off, I bought a ticket. I was the only seat. And I bought a ticket at 1245 for a 2 o'clock <laughs> movie. I got there. There was like 20 people. Really? At a two o'clock showing on a Tuesday, <laughs> and no one was below the age of sixty. <laughs> and they loved it. But um Dude, the geezers love Gerard Butler. Dude, they do. They do. They love him. Man pulls in money. Mm-hmm. But uh no, I, I do have to say it's probably it's probably one of the better like full fledged just action movies I've seen in a while. I feel like a lot of the time they uh action movies are like not realistic at all. Like you're like the whole time you're like, oh, this is fun, but it's kind of stupid. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at your phone when I'm trying to have a conversation. Thank you. Doing research for the podcast. No, you're not. No, I wasn't. But uh, I will say, it had the most accurate use of a, a 50 cal a Barrett. Really? I've ever seen. They used it to take out vehicles' engine. Oh, nice. And then they did use it on people as well because they were hiding behind cars and like firing. Mm-hmm. And the contractors there in the movie, not Gerard Butler. Um, he was shooting through cars and hitting the people, which is how you would use it because you can see their feet and stuff. They were getting launched like five feet back. And I was <laughs> like, this is so accurate. I'm so happy to do this. But no, it actually was very entertaining. Nice. Super gory. Really? <laughs> yeah. It like it's a little crazy like idea mm-hmm. concept, but at the same time, I had a blast. <laughs> really? All right. Well, I gave I think I gave it like a 72. Cool. Enjoyed myself. Yeah. But yeah, I recommend if you guys have nothing else to do, go check out Plane. That's what it, looked, it looked like it was either going to be terrible or just fun. And it was fun. It was I, fun. I genuinely enjoyed myself. Yeah. But uh, moving into a film that we're actually going to do a little review on, and this is Skin of Marink. This film is directed by Kyle Ball, and it had a $15,000 and has made $1.5 million at the box office, which doesn't sound like a lot, $1.5 million, but when it's on a $15,000 budget, that is absolutely insane. Yeah. The reviews have been very divisive on this movie so far. Which is totally fair. Well, yes, which After is 100% it, fair. Yeah. It has a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.1 out of 5 on Letterboxd, with a 57% on Google. The synopsis... Synopsis? Synopsis? That's the word. It is? Yeah. Okay. Two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing, and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. So, this movie is an hour and 40 minutes. It feels like three hours. It does. It is the it's, longest movie that is an hour and 40 minutes so I've ever seen. It's a very, very slow movie. It also doesn't help that there's like 50 words of dialogue in the whole movie. Yeah. And, there's, there's and it's all from children. So yeah, it's, it's all from muffled like children. Out. Yeah. Well, and a demon or some creature of the night. That was... That thing is not like that. No, I don't. I don't like <laughs> things that are unhuman. I do not like. Mm-hmm. Like things that should be like a human, like con, like not concept, like a human thing, like speaking and all that should sound normal, and people shouldn't crawl on all fours. Anything like that freaks me out. Yeah, 
But no, I this movie, the first I feel like the first 20 minutes were pointless. We didn't learn anything. Nothing happens. You just learn that the one the little boy has sleepwalks and he always hangs out with his older sister who's only yeah. like two years older than that. And he fell down the steps and yeah, bumped he his head real bad. See, that's why I get the idea. I won't talk about now. We have a fan mm-hmm. question that kind of goes in. There's a lot of different theories you can come up yeah. with from like little clues they drop in the movie. But yeah, yeah. I'll talk about like what my actual idea of the theme of the movie is because we have a fan question like asking that exact thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I gotta say, as much as everyone else who went and saw it with us hated it, I mean, Colin, our editor, he said he'd rather sit his bare ass on a stove than sit through 20 minutes of this again. The movie also almost killed him. Yeah, the movie was to give him a heart attack because he fell asleep and woke up and had to clasp his chest. (laughs) (laughs) See, I will. uh, So a lot of stuff I'm going to say is probably negative, but I will say anytime it was like like the pace picked up and it got into more of a horror element Mm -hmm. and like it stopped being... Stop being like experimental. It kind of just let the horror do its thing. Yeah, I I thought it killed it. Like yeah. when it was trying to be scary, it scared the fuck out of me. No, it's probably the scariest movie I've ever watched. Oh no, because I'm not a huge horror guy either. No, so, like, no, seeing those... I'm, yeah, but that's even come from me. I love my horror movies, and this I said walking out that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's just that there was too much emptiness between each scare, mm-hmm. which was totally on purpose. Like that's kind of the point. That's what. The guy, the director, I don't know his name. He, that's what he was going for. But it is a lot of it. I mean, half the shots are just an empty hallway or a shot of a door or a window. And then they disappear. And then it's a shot of a wall with nothing. And then a and window appears. Yeah. And it's that constant 90s, like, grain. Yeah, it's sound. VHS. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not VHS. It's like uh, the old cameras. Whatever, yeah. It, it, constantly it looks like it's filmed. It's, you're watching it through VHS, though. Yeah. It's it's totally experimental. It's one of those movies, if you're a movie fan, you might not like it. But if you're a horror fan, you should definitely check it out. I, I will say, I think if you're into, like, experimental filmmaking and, like, people trying out new things that you've never seen before. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy yourself because that's how I came. I walked out of it. Like, everyone else hated it. I mean, I gave it, like, a 68 or something, which I, I know isn't a high score. If I was just going off the scares, it's, like, 100 because every scare landed. Nothing felt too much. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, there's some really cool – it is a very cool idea that I just felt like could have been trimmed down by 40 minutes. Yeah. Like, it's an hour I and 40. I think it would have worked better as an hour long. Yeah, like, if you just stopped with the, like, really, really extended shots of nothing, it would have been, like, a really terrifying short film. And yeah. it would have been pretty good. Maybe not short. It probably would have been, like, an hour. Yeah. But it's more like still, a special. Yeah. Film. It still would have been really scary. But I think – the whole thing with holding shots for that long, it's meant so that your head starts playing tricks on you. And it, and it, it does. does. Yeah. Especially, like, I feel like, maybe not all, like, the hallway shots and stuff like that, but, like, the shots of just darkness. Yeah. I was waiting to get scared every time. Yeah, every time. And you start seeing things, like, walk towards you. Just Your mind starts playing tricks on you, yeah. which is kind of the point because the whole movie, you're following these two kids, and it kind of puts you back in that headspace when you're a little kid. You're home alone at night and you're watching TV or something. Like, I was never home alone as a kid. Really? I wasn't allowed to be home alone until I was like 13, 14. And that was only for like 20 minutes at a time. I was never home alone overnight until I turned 18. Well, not overnight for me. It's been a while, but not even late at night. I I had a babysitter when I was 16. Really? Yeah. Huh. It could also be I had like younger siblings. Yeah, it's the same with me. But I feel like we've had those memories where we're just alone for a while. And when you're a kid, you just start. You know, you hear one little creak. Oh, and you're you like, oh god! Pants. Yeah, <laughs> that movie capitalizes on that feeling. It, it makes you feel that all over again. So, I think it accomplished what he was going for with that. If he, if that was what he was going for, which it seems like it. So, I think he did a good job recreating that feeling. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I I forget what film I talked about. I said this exact same thing before. I think I talked about Smile on here before. I was saying how it's like that nightmare that every person's had yeah. where everyone has a nightmare of like that weird smiling person. At least I have. And I, the people I've also, I've talked to about smile have, but uh, like what you're saying, this literally goes off the fear that you had as a child. You hate, no one likes the dark, especially not when you're hearing creaking and creepy ass shit happening while you're there. Yeah. 
And this movie single-handedly had the scariest five minutes of my entire life. That bedroom scene was the scariest thing I've ever watched. Oh, no, yeah. That's probably the scariest thing out of any movie I've ever seen. I mean, that was terrifying. Did you have something you wanted to say about your phone? Oh, you like, did you little hand? I'm sorry. I'm getting a text right now. No, no. I was, it looked like you were trying to like motion me to like check something. Oh, no. No, but yeah, no, that, that bedroom sequence was, but like, even with the little things, like a lot of people hated the whole watching the Legos and stuff. But it was the way the Legos were moving that you could tell it wasn't a kid playing with it. It was something else was happening. Or when the, the chair is on the roof, like the ceiling. For anyone who watched Poltergeist, it was very Poltergeist-esque. But you're literally watch. There's a sequence that I want to tell everyone about that was... It's the daughter, Kaylee. And she has this whole scene. I mean, it's like eight minutes. And it's one take. And it's her just walking with a flashlight. Yeah. It was a creepy scene. It is terrifying. The, so I think the whole the movie in total, it's it's experimental, it's trying new things. Mm-hmm. It's not good, it's not gonna be for everyone. Some people are gonna yeah. absolutely despise this movie. Some people think it's one of the greatest things that's ever been made in cinema. And then I think there's guys like me and Ryan who don't think the movie's We're stuck in the middle. Yeah, like but we there's will things say we loved is, about it and things we hated about yeah, it. Yeah, and like, I think that's Every opinion is totally reasonable in this one. Yeah, like it's I, so experimental. I don't need 15 straight 10-second clips of yeah, a hallway. Nothing. But then the little phone scared the living shit out of me. There was, yeah, the movie's just scary. I think that yeah. if you're looking to be scared, mm-hmm. I would probably recommend watching this like by yourself with like headphones on, on like that's, a laptop. Everybody who I've like heard talk about it says that's the best way to watch it. I'm going to watch it theaters, Yeah. Like laptop, headphones, dark room. That's supposedly the best way to watch it because the sound design is probably sound one design of the better. Was great. Yeah, like technically, the sound design is probably the best aspect of this movie. But yeah, I think if you watch this with headphones in, it'll be a whole different experience than in a theater. You know, also watching it alone compared to with a bunch of people. That might be the whole time I was laughing because everybody the jump scares in this are. They're cheap at times, but they're super effective. Like, because they're really good. That's I think that's what those takes of a hallway yeah. help because you're like I feel like every time once I was starting to settle back down from a scare, mm-hmm. that's when it would happen again. I'd be like, Jesus yeah. God, let this be over. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because the thing with jump scares, that what makes them effective is the build up, and this entire movie is just build up. So when you finally get them, they're they get you pretty good. Yeah, so. it's a build up to I counted. It's seven scares. Yeah. Seven like in your face horror. Yeah, but, like jump, like loud noise. Yeah. Scary there things. are creepy scenes throughout. Like there's a ton. Yeah, like yeah. there's a repeating scene that happens like six straight times. Mm-hmm. And it's not a jump scare at all. And I think you know what scene I'm talking about. Yeah. Still scared the shit out of me. Yeah, like <laughs> it's the noises, the screaming, yeah. stuff like like it put me back in Left 4 Dead, if anyone's played that game, when you hear the mom crying. I think mm-hmm. of The Witch. The Witch, yeah. <laughs> the Left 4 Dead, I was like, please, mm-hmm. God, stop. Yeah. This movie, it also makes you very uncomfortable. Because it is kids, and it's a horror movie, so you're hearing a lot of kids, like, screaming and crying. Yeah, it's not, it, it's not it does. Fun. It's not a fun watch. <laughs> it's not at all. It, it made me feel pretty gross after I watched it. You I said it was the grossest you've ever felt after yeah. the movie. I wanted to take a shower after watching that movie. <laughs> it, was, it was gross. But, yeah, I, I think... If you're looking to get scared, then watch it. But if you're looking for a movie to like sit down and watch with the family, no. <laughs> Even though my mom and dad want to watch it. They should. Your mom will my mom, hate this movie. Well, she loves Smile. There's nothing no, like Smile. No, like she loves being scared. Yeah. Well, she hates it, but at the same time, like she likes horror movies. Mm-hmm. I told her, I was like, it's weird. Like I was like, nothing happens in the first 20 minutes. Like there's not a word said because the kids don't talk in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The kids don't talk till like the second act. The dad talks on the phone once. Yeah. Other than that, it's just white noise. Yeah. Oh, speaking of horror, plane. When I went to see Plane, there was the uh, a new Evil Dead trailer. Oh, really? Scared me. <laughs> Very excited to watch that though. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you want to move on yeah. to uh? Are we still on for that bet? Uh, if you take me to see that movie, what's the bet? Remember the bet? No. If you take me to see Evil Dead, because I don't want to see it. You have to dress as a clown on Halloween. Oh. Full makeup, everything. Not just no, like... I feel like we should go like this. The bet should be, if you have to go see that, I have to watch The Terrifier. I want you to dress up as a clown. 
but that won't scare me. But I want you to scare yourself. But I won't scare myself. It's going to be so funny. But it won't scare me. That shouldn't be that. It should be a movie for a movie. Right. And I hate clowns. So Terrifier probably scare me more than dressed up yeah, as a clown. All right. Is that a fair deal? That's fine. Okay. Well, you still have to dress as a clown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would dress up as a clown before. Really? Yeah, twice. Was it a costume or like full makeup? Makeup, costume, Man. big shoes, everything. I thought I'd really get you with that. No. No, I, I've done a mask as a clown and I've done makeup. But that uh, clown mask my dad brings out every year. You know he named it Tommy, right? Yeah, he also named this clown <laughs> toy that I broke, Tommy. Yeah. I said that in my acting class today. I was like, like, what are you afraid of? I was like, clowns. <laughs> Everyone else was talking about like dying alone, <laughs> not being enough. And I was like, clowns. Clowns. Clowns are scary, man. And I was the last person to go. <laughs> it was all serious. And I said clowns. I was like, I hate clowns. Oh man. I said I fucking hate clowns. <laughs> but uh, you want to walk? You want to not walk? You want to move over to something that's a little more loved? Yeah, that didn't make. I'm sorry. It didn't make any sense. I, I, my, I thought you were gonna say a little more like lighthearted, and I'm like, dude, the last of us is not light. No, I wasn't going for that. I, I thought you were gonna last. Of us. I had like a brain aneurysm mid sentence. Oh, yeah. That's what that is. But yeah, we're moving over to episode two of The Last of Us, titled "Infected." Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, this episode is actually being critically loved more than the first one. Was it? Yeah, it has a 9.9 .9 on IMDb right now. Hmm. The first one had a 9.4. Yeah, sure. But uh, I don't I, – I think it had to do with me – maybe the beginning took me out of it because it lagged like a motherfucker. Yeah. And it was, it was also the biggest spike. I think HBO has got to get better servers. Yeah, because I mean – I mean, it's a lot of people to watch one thing. It is. It's a shit ton of people, but it's also a problem that's been happening for a while. Yeah, because House, House of the Dragon, too. Yeah. House of the Dragon, I feel like we got in front of because we literally clicked on as soon as it would start. Yeah, at 9 o'clock, we were sat down ready to watch. And we got lucky because we would get on like 8.15 and be on. Yeah. We'd get a little early on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe that we can do that again. But yeah, it, it was a very, very laggy. Uh, the first For the first half. It, was like, it, it wasn't in the first half. It was like the first 20 minutes. It just yeah. took us an hour to watch. Mm -hmm. But uh, overall, I think this episode was great. I think this this episode, I love the first one. This one made me be like, okay, they have something. Yeah, because there's shows with great pilots that never get that same like catch as they did with the other ones. Yeah, like, it, it kept the spark alive. Yes, and it made me just want to watch it even more. Like, yeah. I, I just want the third episode to come out. Yeah, I mean, I told you after this, like, I want this. I this is a show. I loved House of the Dragon being weekly. I think weekly releases are the best for a show because you can build hype over time, which we've seen with this episode. It, the viewership spiked 22%, Biggest which is insane. Ever? Yeah. So it's a good thing for TV, but at the same time, I just want to see this whole show at this point. Like, I, I'm, so, I'm so hooked on these, on these first two episodes. I can't wait for the next episode. And I don't feel like waiting nine more weeks. Like I can't do it. Well, now you only have seven weeks left. It's nine episodes, right? Yep. Nine times. So we have seven episodes left. Yeah. Which is already very sad, but we know we're getting a season two. Probably. Well, yeah. Ne Neil Druckmann fun. said there will be a second season. Yeah. There's. Not, it's not confirmed a season two. I mean, it's already done pretty well. I yeah. can't see them not making a second season. And I do got to say, Anna Torvis Tess. I take back everything I said in the first episode. No, she's she great. was phenomenal in the second yeah. episode. By the way, I didn't realize. I was trying to think what I knew her from. She's in uh, Mindhunter. Yeah, I had no idea. She's I was trying one. to think. Like she looks so familiar, but she's so good in Mindhunter too. She's fantastic. Yeah, another show that I wish had more seasons. I think it canceled. Fincher's got to come back. That's all they're waiting for. He's not coming back. He's not. But I want him to. <laughs> <laughs> He's too busy making the killer. Oh man, Michael Fassbender. So excited for that movie. But um, uh, yeah. I mean, this episode was great. I loved. I knew that it was green screen. It was actually the blue screen. But uh, as they're walking through like the landscape shots, mm -hmm. but the mix between that and practical made it so much more realistic. Yeah. That I was kind of like, okay, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's I thought screen. it looked, it looked, it looked really good. good, but like yeah. it was noticeable, but not yes. like distracting. As uh, they said on Nerd Soup, they were saying it was like, I am legend. Mm -hmm. And Bo, one guy voice that does Nerd Soup, he said, yes. He's like, that's good for TV. Something it looks ten years older than the CGI in cinema. That's it should always be ten years less in TV. Yeah, which I agree with, and I think for a TV show, this and House of the Dragon probably the best CGI I've seen in a long time. Yeah, 
because a lot of the Marvel shows we talked about, the CGI isn't very good. Mm -hmm. But this mixed practical with the CGI, which I think helps it kind of blend. Yeah, a ton. I mean, every like every time they're walking in a room, it's practical. It's really just the buildings and the city at large that was green screen and CGI'd it. But and I think that worked really, really well. Like like you were saying, the CGI green screen blends perfectly with the you know the sets that they're on. Yeah, no, and this opening in Indonesia was terrifying. Yeah. The whole, really, the whole show's terrifying so far. Mm -hmm. But uh, I love how she just went bomb. Like, there yep. was no, like, prey or anything, like, stupid. Mm -hmm. But they were just, like, bomb. And yeah. it just sent chills down my spine. And when she goes to check the body, she's a doctor. And she, she like, you can tell she is horrified mm -hmm. about the infection, the fungi. And it was so creepy. That yeah. scene, I lay was squirming. That scene was done great. Because she walks in and she still doesn't really know what's going on. And then you see it kind of slowly pan. You can see a bullet hole in the woman's head. So it's just, it's, it's shot like a horror scene. You see new clues that make the situation worse and worse every time. Until you get to the end, she pulls the fungus out of her mouth. And then it's, you know, Ooh. it's terrible. And there's nothing she can do. And she just says... The only thing that we can do is bomb the city. And they said that Boston's one of the only cities that actually worked in because yeah. they look into the crater. And I I really want the scene where that all happens. The best, just, yeah. I just want to see the bombings. Yeah. I can see this being like every episode, the beginning is a flashback. Because I, I like that idea. I, I like it too because this happened the first two. You know, obviously Joel's backstory with Sarah, right? Was his daughter's name? I think. Mm -hmm. Sarah. Yeah. And so we got that in the first episode. And then this episode was Indonesia showing the beginning of the pandemic. And then I think the next one from the trailer, it looked like we were maybe going to get, I think it's going to start off with Nick Offerman's character and the other guy. I forget the names. I think it's going to start off with like kind of their introduction and then yeah. go into the main story with yeah. Joel and Ellie. Getting to them. Yeah, I think it's going to start off like that from – I think it's a cool thing showing like if we're going to some new place or meeting some new characters next episode, the beginning of the episode is just going to be a full introduction for them first 15, 20 minutes, and then we go back to the main story. Really? That's kind of video gamey in a way. Yeah. It's usually like you jump from place to place. And it's like that cutscene that like introduces you to the new place and the new yeah. people. You know, they play like a little bit of a mission action. Yeah, like a short mission. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a really cool concept that if they stick with that, which I think they might. Yeah, I'm rewatching the whole scene. Yeah. I'm on the scene where they get to the uh, the museum. Mm. That scene was great. First oh. time we see the clickers. Oh, man. I don't like that. They looked so good. And people were getting like, people were talking about how. Uh, Oh, she's she's hamming it up with Ellie too much. Mm -hmm. Like people hated the scene where she clicks the bell. That is literally a shot from the game. No, yeah, that's taken one that, for one from the one game. One for one with the game. Yeah. And I loved when they're like not if she twitches or anything, she starts doing it mm -hmm. and they like stop and she's like, "Okay. Okay. <laughs> I have an extra hand. Can I get a gun?" No. What am I going to do? Hit him with a fucking sandwich? Yeah. She, she's I think she's my favorite character so far. Yeah. I'm, I I want to see more from Pedro, Pedro Pascal, but he's really playing the character as he's meant to be played. Yeah. I just want to see, like, more. Yeah. And I think if you're upset with, like, how Ellie's acting right now, you got to remember she's 14 years old on the beginning of, like, this journey outside of the quarantine zone. This is her first time. Well, it's not her first time leaving, but it's her first time going this far out. And she's, again, 14. So she's acting like a child. And I think the more the show goes on, the more mature she's going to get throughout it. And I think she is annoying right now, but that's on purpose. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, it's it's funny. But, I mean, so... I think we'll see what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about. I want to get in... Uh, oh, I want to get in Anna Torv as Tess. I... So they changed it up a lot. She's not as friendly with Ellie as she is and as like emotionally connecting as she is in the game. Mm -hmm. She does a lot more in the show and I love how she like she tells her she's like I'm going to treat you I'm going to talk to you at some point. Yeah. And she tells her like you got balls on you like mm -hmm. God damn it. I have like mucus killing me. But uh yeah no, I thought Anatorf kills as Tess. I love 
that they had that relationship grow, and it's still very odd between Ellie and Joel. Like yeah. they get that alone time when Tess climbs up, to check everything out, yeah, and to let them in, and they try to have a conversation in their ways of Tess, yeah, like he doesn't want to answer all these questions yet. Mm-hmm. He he is a broken man. No, he is, but I think that's what's going to be interesting because this whole thing isn't like classic zombie apocalypse we gotta fend off the horde this is more about the human aspect and it's going to be a lot of character development between joel and ellie and a lot of character development from other humans and kind of sects of humanity whether it be like crazy like clans of raiders and murderers and shit so yeah i mean i just can't wait for this show to keep moving on and see where these characters go because again we haven't played the game so i know how it ends but I don't know anything between that. Yeah, I wish I didn't watch someone do the whole gameplay. Yeah. Now I know how everything goes. See, I just know the very end. They do change That's certain it. things. Though. Like the whole museum, no, yeah. the end of the episode is completely different than it is in the game. Yeah. Because in the game, it's the military chasing them, yeah, right? The f- Fedra. Fedra. Yeah. They, they're they supposed to be the ones that like chase and she sacrifices herself. Mm-hmm. But in this, and it is... In this, it's just them getting through zombies. Yeah. So. And... I think it actually works better with the, with the walkers, the yeah. runners. I agree. Yeah, because we've seen we've seen two clickers, and we've seen runners. Is they, that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Runners, because they run. Yeah, they and do then run. The clickers are because they click. <laughs> and uh, I love that they kept the clickers are just that they're just blind. Yeah. In the game, they can see a little bit. Yes, they? they are fully blind. I thought it was just like echolocation in the game, which well, is why they click. Yeah, but they can like see through their echolocation. Yeah, that's like that's Daredevil what echolocation is. Yeah. No, but like in this, they can like they can't use it. I thought they could. We just didn't really get a ton of that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig Mazin said they don't. Did he? Yeah, he's huh. like they don't. In this, they All don't. Right. Gotcha. Which I don't get why they clicked then, but they still sound really creepy and yeah. terrifying. But I loved the clickers. I love that they went practical and they're. Just people in suits. Yeah, they look fantastic. They do look great. And that's, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he's the same makeup artist from Chernobyl. And if you've seen that show, the makeup in that is really, really good too. And it's, again, just as terrifying, if not more. So the makeup in this show is fantastic already, and I think it's only going to get better. Yeah, no, and I loved how when they're trying to hide from the clickers when they're in the museum, it felt like a video game. Yeah. Like the way that they're like crouching and moving. Mm-hmm. And step on the glass. Yeah, it's like in a video game, where, like you step somewhere you're not supposed to, and makes a loud noise. And you're like, yeah, God. I thought damn when it. he was reloading the revolver, I thought he was gonna throw the shell casing to distract it. I know. And I was like, that would, that's that's a perfect fucking. No, he's got to throw a beer bottle. <laughs> yeah, but I just the first... that scene was so tense when he was loading it, and it was pans in on him, and you hear the clicks super close. Oh, the so whole good. that whole sequence in the museum was frightening. It was fan. Yeah, it was great. I it is. It. The most stressful scene I've watched, tied probably with the dragon chase in the end of House of the Dragon. That's probably the two most stressed out scenes I've watched. Yeah, in TV, yeah. Yeah, probably in all of television. I don't think I've been that mm-hmm. stressed out, like, sitting there, like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Well, back to Skinamarink, the look under the bed scene. Well, that's Pretty just, stressful. No, that was just straight <laughs> horror. Like, I wanted to... That was it. both. I, I mean, that, I wanted oh. to close my eyes during Skinamarink. Oh, man. I saw you... Pull the drawstrings on your hoodie. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was frightened, dude. I was very scared. That movie. But I, I, there's not enough I can say about this show explaining how good it is. I love that Anna Torv and Pedro Pascal were able to show how scared their characters were when they go to the flickers. Yeah. Dude, that dude got torn up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I love the first show. Yeah. So that's when she gets hit. Mm-hmm. In the game, it's like in the background. You can watch and she gets oh, really? So they, they split it up. Like little tiny changes. Yeah. Like, you never actually see her get hit. Mm-hmm. Sadly, she does. I was, I'm not gonna lie. As I was watching this, I was like, maybe they're gonna keep her around for a little bit. <laughs> but I agree that I think it is time for us to go because you, I think you need to show Joel and Ellie grow. 
Yeah, that's that's the main part of the story is them forming this father daughter bond. So, you know, killing off Tess is a way to get them closer together, obviously. So, I thought it was done really, really well, though, because you had the kind of change of direction with Ellie getting bit too a little bit. You kind of think, like, oh, one person always gets bit in these types of scenes. Okay, Ellie got bit. Everybody's fine because it's not going to affect Ellie. And then you find out Tess got bit. But it also adds to Ellie getting bit because you see the infection running through Tess, your veins. Yeah, and then like, you see it on Ellie. Up. It's just it's a, just like a regular a bite. bite. Yeah. And so you know the scene when Pedro Pascal kills the clicker and he's like aiming his gun. Yeah. That felt like in the video game when slow motion got moved the right stick over and a clicker yeah. like in Spider Man. Yeah. That's what it felt because so, it was so zoomed in on him mm-hmm. that looked like you were controlling it from like yeah. a third person shooter, and I just loved it. Yeah. So did I. I've also seen some people who play the games kind of upset because they were like, AR. yeah, they're yeah. like, you don't get the assault rifle till the very end of the game, man. Like <laughs> I was, when I was listening to people talk about it, I was like, damn it. You beat me to it. I was going to make a joke that they're playing on like easy, difficulty. Yeah. but no, I dude, I wanted to grab one of those like muskets so bad. <laughs> Shoot it with a musket. <laughs> Just like, please. That would have been if the musket oh, worked. It would have been so funny though. <laughs> it would have been ridiculous. It would have been like Transformers where he grabs the shotgun out and it already has shells in it. It's terrible. I love when they make that joke in us, the Suicide Squad. Mm. And she's like, I can't believe this thing was loaded. <laughs> that, and again, going right game, like one for one with the game when she crosses over the bridge. That is literally from the game. Yeah. And they've done a great job of giving the Easter eggs from the game without having to be one for one the entire time. Like, they're yeah. giving its own little, little changes back and forth. It's fan service done right. Yes, unlike yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Which is fan service done terribly. Yeah. Fuck that franchise. It's the sequels, not, not the entire Star Wars world. But, uh, yeah, like, even, even when he's talking to her and he says... And she's like, can you ever just look at things, like, in a good way? Mm-hmm. Like, all around them looks real. Yeah. Like, it's not super. It doesn't take you out of the sequence. Yeah. Like, I know it's a green screen, but in, like, in my head, it's not clicking, like, oh, this looks terrible, or, like, anything mm-hmm. like that. When there are shots and other things that you're like, what the hell was the attempt on? Yeah, totally. But I'm, I'm so excited to see how this ends, like, the show, because I want to see how well, like, I want to see how they do it, because I think... I think this is going to be a little change to the end in a way. Yeah, I agree. But man, that final 17 minutes, just them going to the Capitol and all the people are dead inside. She's like, what, did a walker get them or something? A runner get them? And he's like, no, he's like, one of them got infected and they all lost. Yeah. And I, I, I thought the whole sequence was just so well done. It was so well acted. And... It's sad. They make you care about a character so much in, in what, two and a half hours? Yeah. Of screen. Not, she's not in there, I've seen, but two and a half hours of time. And I cared more about her than I've cared about characters that are in shows for seasons. Yeah. She does it in two episodes. Mm-hmm. And them changing it to the runners instead of the military made it a thousand times more frightening. Yeah. Because that, the way she gets attacked at the end. That it was, is disgusting. It was just, a, it's like yeah. sexual and like, it's like mm-hmm. pervy and it's creepy. Yeah. I think I liked it more than I did in the game. I think it works better with this. Yeah. But and I think it's also like with the zombie runner, whatever it's called, not like mauling her. It just spreads the fungus into her by mouth kissing her, which is gross. But it makes it effective because it, it further shows like these zombies aren't here to like kill people and eat brains or any of that shit. They're just trying to spread the, the fungus. That's yeah. it. That's all they care about. Which I think is a better take on zombies instead of them always having to rip you apart. Yeah, it's more interesting. Instead of them being like hungry, it's just this hive mind type thing. It's not a hive mind per se, like specifically, but. It know. is closer to like a hive mind because if yeah. you step on that thing, it tells. Or if you kill one runner, it could alert. Yeah. Hundreds it's like the fungus is all connected, but it's not like a hive mind. Like they're all thinking in unison. It's just if. You alert something, you touch something, and the tendrils are going to feel it miles away. Like, it's how fungus is in real life. Fungus is huge. And I like how Tess explains to him, once he finds out that she's infected, that mm-hmm. she's like, this is our chance for you to put everything right. So, it again, goes into that they've probably done some really fucked up shit. Like yeah. They've done some horrible things. 
And I love the quote that's going to be a main quote through the rest of the show. Yeah. And I think it's become people who haven't watched gameplay or played the games at all. I think that's something that if you're going to remember anything, that's probably the main thing. They are only going to save the people that they can. It's yeah. not going to be any crazy thing. Like, and it's not like every other zombie sequence. It's not, oh, this is all about the zombies. And like this. This, is, this whole show is about um, guy and a girl. Yeah. You know how Google does, like, if you look up something, then it'll do, like, a little animation on the screen? No. They did one for Last of Us. Is that what the little mushroom thing is? Yeah. Uh, Just look up The Last of Us, and there'll be a little mushroom. mushroom, Click on it. Click on it. Now I know what it does. But it does. You can click on it a few times. Ah. Click on it a bunch of times. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I looked up The Last of Us to see if I can find the name of the writer. Because I wanted to say, it's the same writer from the game. So all the changes that are happening from the game to the show, yeah, it's done to simplify it a little bit for TV, make it a little better. But it's also cool because he's writing his story again. Yeah, he's writing. It's Neil Druckmann. Yeah, it's. I mean, to be honest, like it's his masterpiece, and he gets another well, he's shot the at. He's the co The other guy is not being credited. Yeah, but I think bringing in at least like any number of the original writers, he's just getting another chance to do his masterpiece again. And perfect it even more. And it's going to be different from game to show. But I think if he's going to change anything, I think he's going to change it for the better. And I do have to say, I'm very happy because Craig Mason, who did Chernobyl, is the showrunner of this. And he's going to direct the most episodes. He actually switched up with Neil Druckmann this one. He was a producer and Neil Druckmann directed this episode. Yeah, he did direct this one. And I think I enjoyed this episode probably more than I did the first one. I think that this one is more than just the clicker sequence made this more more enjoyable episode. Yeah. God damn, they need to stop with the time for trying to later later. Oh yeah, that it's so cheesy. <laughs> I just it is cheesy. For once I wanted to just get it off once and done. Mm-hmm. But I guess in like a zombie thing, that thing could be running out of juice. Yeah. We gotta try to keep that in mind. Dude, I am having a rough time trying to keep that. You are a little bit, I'm sorry. It's, but that whole sequence when Tess is watching the runners run through, and she can't get it to light, and then finally the one stops and just stares at her, yeah, and then goes over and assaults her. It was, it's just so disturbing. It is, yeah. and yeah, I, I just love this episode. And I love after that, you see, you see them running away from the capability. The capability eventually explodes, and then it's just Ellie standing there, and she like gives off this like sigh. And I think it's like, it's not just like high relief, which I bet it is a little bit that the runners aren't going to kill her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, this is what's happening already. What about when we get more into the open? Yeah. More out there where there's more of them and more mm-hmm. people that we have to worry about. Because there's the scavengers, there's the raiders, there's all these other people that, they grow, that they're going to run into. Yeah. And it's also that Tess is dead. And Tess, out of Joel and Tess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tess was the more likable one for Ellie. So <laughs> now she's, she's stuck. the more likable one just in, in <laughs> Yeah. She's now stuck with the dude who wants nothing to do with her at this point. And he's only helping her because Tess told him to help. So she's just, she is not excited for this trip, which is, it's going to be entertaining. My intrusive thoughts almost won. <laughs> but we've, we've seen me make, not about you, but I was about to make a joke. I'm just not going to make it though. Did I say something? Yeah. An accident? Yeah. No, no, no. You didn't say anything wrong. It was no. what you were talking about made me think of a joke to make. You talk about a little girl who doesn't like trust the guy she was like, it's like all the girls around here, daddy issues. Yeah, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should you should have kept that one in the drafts. That <laughs> it's fine. Jesus. No one around here listens to the show. That's true. And I don't I don't mean anything about either one of our families. We have loving father. <laughs> Colin, cut this. <laughs> yeah, Colin, cut the last like two minutes. But uh, no, yeah, like forty-five minutes. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't care if he actually cuts it or not. Cut that. Cut that. Cut, cut that specifically. Cut this. Like what I'm saying now. Cut this and then that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're throwing me off. Three, two, one, go. Go. Okay. All right, Colin, I cut that. Time... <laughs> I need to timestamp it. Well. Or not, because we're probably not going to edit this anyway. Who cares? It was your bad joke. I don't care. Um, 
But all in all, I think this episode built on everything else that they've done. I think this was more tense, even though the first episode was tense. I enjoyed the characters more. Not that mm-hmm. I didn't love them in the first episode. Yeah. But I think this one built more rela- relationships between Tess and Ellie. I felt like we got more from her, both yeah. of them. And yeah, I'm just really excited, especially after watching the trailer for the third episode. That episode's about to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think I like this episode a little more too, because it was a little more world building, which is weird because the first one was a lot of world building, but it was more they're stuck in the QZ and they kind of, but now they leave. And they're out in like the real world per se. And you just get time to really stick with these three characters. It it fleshed them out a lot and also showed you the clickers and what the world looks like now. And yeah, I think this episode developed the story a lot more, which I think I like it a little bit more than the first episode. Yeah, I, I think I do. I definitely do. Jiminy crickets, <laughs> I am having the roughest day today. But uh you know, I completely agree. I'm very excited to see where they go with the third episode. I'm excited to see where they go with the rest of the show. And I think that all comes down to Craig Mazin as the showrunner, Neil Druckmann being there, helping them with the show. Yeah. And having three actors, an actor and two amazing actresses who know what they're doing. And I feel like if you maybe cast one of these three wrong, these first two episodes aren't as good. Yeah, I agree. I feel like these three characters really bring everything together, and that's what's made the show so good, I think, so far through the first two episodes. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think this was almost a perfect episode of television. It was a really, really good episode. I can't wait for episode three. Oh, no. I can't not. wait for episode nine. I can't wait for the whole show. <laughs> I can't wait for – because I, I, I know you're not supposed to do – we always talk about, like, spinoffs and stuff. I want a spinoff. I want to. I just want to see more of this world. I want to see yeah. Craig Mazin do more, as like the, I want him to like show all different like, do like one from Indonesia, like a whole show about the, how that all went down. Yeah, think of how packed Indonesia is, how yeah. close quarters everything is. Like, it's a little different. USCs are much more spaced out, while overseas everything's a lot more close together and yeah. everything like that. I, I would really like to see some more stuff about. Or if they do go sequel, I mean. I doubt Pedro Pascal is going to do it, but there is 20 years of Joel doing shit that we haven't seen. Yo, let's do it. Like, you know, I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff you can do with this world. Yeah, no, I'm, I I'm not agree. saying I want a prequel with Joel specifically, but at the same time, uh, of course, finish this season first and oh, then we'll see what actually, what we actually want. But if we do get something like just developing the world as a whole, instead of just Boston, just America in general, it'd be pretty cool because this world is really, really cool. Yeah, I agree. It's a totally original take on zombies. Yes, this is very, very, very different from anything we've gotten before. But uh, yeah, you want to hop into suggestion of the week? Yep. You got one? No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to recommend That 90 Show on yeah. Netflix. Uh, I have one episode left, and this show had no right to be as good as it is. Like, when that first trailer came out, I was like, oh, I'm excited to see some of the characters back and see Red and Kitty. But all in all, I'm watching and I, I genuinely enjoy the show. Like I, I hope it gets a second season. Mm. And I love that 70s show. And this this is a very well-deserving sequel. I think everyone should check it out on Netflix. Cool. Nothing still? Yeah, nothing. Um, movie. Uh, just watch a movie. I don't really care which one. You're just, the, just, you're just the worst somewhere. of this, dude. I am the worst of this. That's a suggestion of the week. You're much better at talking than I am. Sometimes. Sometimes. We both have our struggles in that department. Yeah. I don't know. Just just watch whatever you want. Yeah. Watch a movie. Set that as a goal for this week. Yeah. Watch something. Watch The Last of Us. It's going pretty good. Watch Succession. It's coming back pretty soon. I got to watch Succession, dude. Yeah. I just said, I've been saying watch a movie. And I just said two TV shows, but it's okay. I don't really <laughs> care enough. Um, watch two episodes of The Last of Us and it's just like a movie. Yeah. Or just go through the the Oscar nominations that just came out and whatever you haven't seen, go watch those. Or watch the Batman, which didn't get a Best Picture nomination, but that's for the next episode. That, is, that is true, it didn't. But yeah, uh, all right. yeah, you the five fan questions we have. Yeah, because the original plan was to do Puss in Boots, this Oscars, and Skinnerink all in one episode. Yeah, and I feel like that would just be too long. A little too packed, yeah. So I split them up. So first question: What other PlayStation exclusive? Should get its own HBO adaption. This is from your buddy Ant. Adaption? 
Jesus. <laughs> God. Um, Adaptation. Well, yeah. Well, they're working on God of War right now, which That's I don't know. Amazon, if... though. Yeah, but it's still a PlayStation. Adaptation. I want HBO to do all of them. Yeah, but I'm, it's, that wasn't the question. Yeah, it says, as I said, what other PlayStation exclusives should get its own adaptation at HBO? Oh, it was HBO? Yes. Okay. Uh, you said adaption, and I kind of just stopped listening from there. I want Horizon. Horizon Zero Ford Dawn? Horizon, yeah. whatever. Ford Horizon? Ford Horizon. I thought, I thought it was, it was Horizon Zero Dawn. That's probably what it actually yeah. is. Well, it looks really cool, <laughs> and I want a show. I thought you said Ford Horizon. I was like, <laughs> they're going to make a car show? Um trying to think what other exclusives are there i can't think of mlb the show 22 (laughs) i want the adaptation of my you know there's a new season of that every year yeah (laughs) have you watched the have you ever seen the tiktok of the guy who watches the nba from the 60s he's never watched the nba before and he's watching every season really of his favorite team he's never watched (laughs) it before that's pretty funny he's like damn it's 1980 the sixers are balling (laughs) um Oh man, there's some good ones. Oh, uh, until dawn. That's what I want. It's Windigos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what that I want to make. That'd be pretty um, cool. I mean, I want to say Uncharted, but we just got that movie. I so don't hate the movie. No, I don't hate it either. We both. I hope that know, I hope it gets it a enough. sequel. I think also Ghost of Tsushima, if I'm pronouncing that right. That game, I played it with Ant a few times. It's fun. I've heard the stories very, very good as well. So Cass I think you Zelensky can do that. Is directing. It's already being made. Is it? Yeah, they make a movie. All right. Oh, there's also the guy um, made John Wick, who's listening is directing a Ghost of Tsushima movie. Well, how long has that been in production? Eight months. Really? Yeah. How did I hear this? I, we've talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you don't okay. remember anything we talked about. No. As soon as we start recording the next one, you're going to forget what we talked about on this one. Dude, as soon as you hit stop recording, brain turns off. That's it. And then turns back um, on for the next 40 minutes. Yeah. There's also Detroit Become Human, which I've heard good things about. Yeah, that'd be a cool one. That'd be a cool one. Nice little take on uh, AI. Humanity. Yeah. There's not enough of those, you know? <laughs> it's not like iRobot is a movie that's already <laughs> came out. Yeah. I mean, I think Uncharted would be the easiest one, but we got the movie and I didn't hate the movie. And I feel like they might make a second one. So they can keep that. But I think. Ghost of Tsushima would be really, really cool. Be a great samurai flick, a TV show. And then Detroit Become Human would be a cool one, too. Yeah, that's a good list. Yeah. Uh, the second question is, with Skinamarink, do you think, what do you think the true theme of it is? This is from Tyler. I think it's just a poltergeist. I'm, I, I just think it's as simple as that. I think yeah. something's haunting the home. Yeah, I, I think it is like a haunting, too. I like the other theories, like the kid falling down and then he's like the parents are getting divorced theory there's a lot of theories for it yeah i think it might just be a nightmare too yeah and the every theory is correct in its own right there's no distinct answer but i think it is just a ghost i think it's more simple than people are thinking it is yeah because that's just my i hate the theory that's like the ghost takes him to like another dimension and stuff like that yeah i think i hope that that house was just the little house that they show it's just a toy to me that was just a toy yeah, I that part confused me. I, I'm just blocking that part out. Yeah, just saying to me it was a, just the toy. Just a really fucked up demon. Yeah. Because, I mean, he hit those... It is a fucked up demon. God damn. Uh, uh, oh, are you enjoying that The Last of Us is changing up certain things from the game? This question from Danny. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's still following the same beats, but it's mm-hmm. making it its own. Yeah. Because I also I, I agree with that. Because I also want to play the game when it comes out of PC March third. I know it comes out. I told you that already. Yeah. I remember when I say things, but now you don't remember when that. I say things back to you. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna play it, and I'm definitely gonna enjoy it when I get to play it, because it's, it is gonna be a little bit different. So I'm glad they're changing stuff up. Oh, see. Uh, this question here is from Lexi: Is Skinamarink one of the scariest movie ever? Or, as in my opinion, it's just some pompous, arrogant movie. I think it is the complete mix of both. Yeah. I think it is this guy, like... This guy thinks he's the shit. I don't think so. I think he was just really trying some new stuff. I didn't see anything super pretentious about it. You can totally say it is. But I didn't think it was crazy pretentious. There's pretentious movies. This movie was not pretentious. It was just an experiment. I'm other pretentious movies. The Batman... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't say stupid shit. No, I'm not. 
No, I don't know. I mean, I didn't think it was that crazy over the top. I mean, it was over the top. I can't think of the right word. I think it was the scariest movie I've ever seen. Oh, no. To me, it's the scariest thing I've ever watched. Yeah. And I don't think pretentious is maybe the right word. Experimental is. Yeah, it's experimental. I don't think the guy was like, I'm going to be better than everyone else. I think the guy was like, I want to try something new that no one's ever done before. So I think he just did that. Agreed. Because yeah. he also had $15,000 to make this movie. That is so true. he couldn't really do anything else. And you saw where they used the money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for the last question of the episode, what is your guys' thoughts on the hate that Bella Ramsey is getting? This question for Skylar. So I just want to say something. If you are tweeting stuff out, DMing her, or leaving comments on something, talking about Bella Ramsey and her appearance or how she's acting, you're a fucking asshole. And a lot of other things. And at least the girl's doing something. This girl has... Been in two of the biggest shows of all time. She did Game of Thrones and now she's doing The Last of Us. Like, shut the fuck up. Just shut up. Yeah. It's so fucking annoying. It's only two episodes. Yeah, but they're just certain words I'm not going to say. Because yeah. I don't want to have Khan have the bleep things. Yeah. No, I mean, she's been great so far. I really, really like her as Ellie. I don't have anything against her so far. And again, if you have problems with her acting, I, I can't see anything. I think she's done fine so far. You probably have problems with the character more so. And yeah, we're only two episodes it. in, so you can't really fully comment on that yet. Yeah, like, you if you don't like it, then you're not going to like the game. Yeah. I, I I just don't get it. I don't get why people have to be such dicks to everyone. But just because someone's being successful, it doesn't mean it's be an ass. Yeah. No, I think she's been doing a great job. Yeah, agreed. But, uh, yeah, is there anything you want to add? No. No? Okay, well. I never want to add anything. Well, we're not always asked. It's just nice to know. Do you want me to stop asking you? No. Okay. Well. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the episode. Make sure to listen to us anywhere you can find podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. We do a lot of shorts. We have a TikTok where we post on pretty frequently now. And all around, yeah, thank you guys for continuing to support the show and listen to me and Ryan talk like bumbling buffoons for an hour. Yep. Yeah. So, Ryan, again, I leave you with the last words. Um, trying to think of words. Uh. Oh, man, this is tough.